I'm hat guy now. I just wear hats. Because <laughs> there's a study that just came out that said uh, if you drink sugary drinks, it increases your ability to lose your hair. Uh-oh. And I'm like, only been drinking Mountain Dew since I was two, you know? And I'm looking at that Rockstar energy drink right behind you. Yeah. Like my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> no, I only drink. I have a rule. I only drink one of those a day because I know they're horrible for me. But I, if it was, uh, why? Why can't any of this stuff be good for you? Like, yeah, why, can somebody make a soda that's good for you? Also, very vanilla soy milk. Whew, that's really good. Just, just had a whole like you get them in um, cartons now, and then like then the carton was gone twenty four hours later, and I was like, I don't know if this is good for me either. The very vanilla is this too good for me? And I drank a whole thing in less than a day. 608 785 7914. I'm Rick Solo, UW Lacrosse, political science professor, Dr. Anthony Jugoski. Happy Friday, here, Rick. As he is most Fridays. Um, now, Rick, I got to ask you on the topic of soft drinks. Do you think that Pepsi is going to finally defeat Sprite by discontinuing Sierra Mist and replacing it with a drink called Starry? S-T-A-R-R-Y. Yes. That's the secret plan to defeat Sprite. No, that won't work. Nah, yeah. You'd have to call it, I don't know. You, I don't, you can't compete with Sprite. <laughs> Sierra Miss is a terrible name, too. That was a bad name. What is Sprite? Lemon Lime? Yeah, yeah. All right. Sierra Miss doesn't condone Lemon Lime. I don't know. I think it, it connoted a refreshing drink. I mean, Sierra Mist to Sprite is the melly yellow to Mountain Dew. And true, there will not true. be. It is weird, though, that Pepsi and Coke kind of hit this battle unless you go to the bar and want something to drink out of because anyone will get a Captain and Coke. Yes. And I would say less than 20% of people are getting a Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, yeah. So Coke has the market on alcohol. Absolutely. But when it comes to just I want a Coke or I want a Pepsi, I think we're fairly even. I think maybe even Pepsi wins, but I'm kind of biased because I I like Pepsi a little better than Coke. But remember back in the day the Pepsi Challenge where they did that blind taste test to see which one people would prefer? Yes, I do. That was my heyday. But I don't I don't think I've ever did that. But now Cherry Pepsi and Cherry Coke, I'm leaning Cherry Coke. So I'm all over yes. the place on this. Yes. That's why I'm probably I'm surprised I have any hair at all. <laughs> According to the study that if you drink sugary drinks, you lose your I hair. Got, I got to say, I generally prefer Pepsi, except if we're talking McDonald's Coke, which is the best Coke ever. Yeah, because they like super duper filter it. Yeah, they have some special technique to make it delicious. Like quadruple filter. That's why like even if you get their water or whatever yeah. thing, it's super duper filter. I wonder if that would solve the PFAS problem in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, everything that's goes a good through idea. McDonald's. It all goes through McDonald's. <laughs> like we want to run the, the the city of Campbell wants like to hook like part of the plan is to hook up to Lacrosse's water treatment. Just hook up to a McDonald's water treatment. Just build a McDonald's on Campbell Brilliant. and run all your water through the McDonald's super duper filter. Now we just got to get the ice cream machines working at McDonald's and everything will be great. I mean, have you ever had that problem? A, I don't get ice cream at McDonald's. <laughs> Apparently, some people do. But have you ever? Have you literally ever gone to a McDonald's and gotten or not gotten ice cream? I, I have experienced that, but I honestly don't even go there for the ice cream either. I'm not even sure. Is it ice cream or even when I want to shake the ice cream machine? delivers the shake and therefore i'm also not getting a shake well the shakes are really good there yeah but but can but you i not think we're talking a, about like soft serve so the soft serve doesn't go into the shake i don't think it does it's a different machine 
I think so. You you think so? They got two yeah, ice cream yeah. facilities in the building that pump out ice cream for <laughs> different things. I think it's. A I, I'm really stretching my McDonald's knowledge to the limit here. Somebody that has. I mean, how many people that work at McDonald's are listening to the show right now? I mean, really, I'm not sure why they don't have Wisdom on in McDonald's right now. Yeah, on they Friday. should. It'd be great. Like you just instead of music, it's Wisdom. Yeah, just it's these like two, two idiots so. talking during the five o'clock hour during dinner. The dinner rush. We're political junkies. <laughs> yes, we're not idiots. We had. Uh, Wait, Ron Kine, did Ron Kine come on with us last week? Or he did. He? he came on with us. Okay, that was a week ago. What did you take from that conversation? Yeah, you know, still being vague about what he's going to do next, he would, did not pull any punches on Derek Van Orden. Right. I mean, he is going after Derek Van Orden big time in a way that you really don't often see someone who has retired go after their successor. We did see Derek Van Orden introduce a few pieces of legislation this week. He introduced a piece of legislation to ban members of Congress from becoming lobbyists. I think a lot of people are going to like that because it fits with this idea of corruption, that there's too much corruption in Congress, and that part of the corruption is that members of Congress have their eye on a high-paying lobbying gig after they leave Congress. Now, did Van Orden write that legislation, or does he sign on to it? He, I think he introduced the legislation. But this idea has been kicked around for a while. Of course, I think it's unlikely to get enacted because lots of members of Congress have their eye on that high-paying lobbying gig after they leave. Well, we literally asked Ron Kine if he was going to be a lobbyist last week. I think Dexter helped us with that question. Hey, what's Ron going to do? It was on our docket to ask him what he's going to do. But they threw the texter threw in lobbyists, which was, you know, a funny little hand grenade to throw at Ron, but also totally legit question. Ron has come on my show and said uh, not just the lobbyist thing, but he has said he would he has or did sign on legislation that would uh, ban Congress people from stock uh, investing in stocks. Right. I think those two pieces of legislation are very popular with the public. The idea that we should ban members of Congress from trading stocks while they are a member of Congress. And like their immediate families or something. Yeah. But where does it end, right? Like, yeah. Because if you're my brother, I'd be like, hey, I don't, I can't invest in stocks, but you can. Okay, you've banned my immediate family. But now you're like my cousin. Hey, I can't invest in the stock, but you can. Here you go. Here's all the information. Like, where does it end? Or is that insider trading and therefore illegal? It's I don't know. so tough to tackle corruption because there's always a loophole. There's always a way around it. Now, is insider trading, stuff like that, a part of what the IRS would do to catch tax fraud? Because, Or is that a totally different thing? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's a different thing, but that has been a hot topic because that was the first piece of legislation that the Republicans passed to repeal this expansion of the IRS staffing right. that was aimed at, the Democrats said, catching tax cheats and trying to get more money by really coming down harder on the higher earners who may avoid taxes. The complicated tax cheats. The tax cheats that are so good at cheating taxes. We actually need smarter IRS agents in there or a a team. Instead of like me going after Donald Trump as one person, I can't handle it. It'd take me five years. Uh, Me and 22 people go after Donald Trump's taxes and try to decipher them. I use Donald Trump just to piss everybody off. Rick, there was, in addition to what you're saying about going after the complicated taxes, there was a survey, I think, or some internal study that came out today just showing how terrible the IRS's customer service, I guess you would call it for lack of a better term, is that only like 15% of their calls 
get answered like if you're calling the irs for help if you i mean think about like your credit card think about like um any store that you go to that you have a problem you buy something online right and it comes and it's not the thing how are you contacting that store and how long are you a in queue if you're doing this online chat or b just the music's playing while you're on hold on a phone or or c just like emailing them back like hey like I don't know who's emailing because God, are you ever going to get an answer from a, a from a grumpy email that your shirt came in in the wrong color or the wrong size? But that's the same deal with the IRS. Is how many people do they have answering the phones that you can get you know in a timely manner? Because I would say eight minutes. After eight minutes, I'm getting pretty pissed that I'm on hold. It's funny you mentioned that, Rick, because of the fifteen or so percent of calls that actually get answered. The average wait time is 30 minutes 30 to get a live human on the phone. 30 minutes at 15%, which means the 85% are, give up. are infinite. Yep. <laughs> like infinite minutes. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talking text on. You got political junkie questions. Um, what? Real quick before we go to break, weird stories. There's a leopard on the loose in New York. There is a leopard on the loose. It's actually in Dallas. So if you, oh, are, if you have anyone that you know in the Dallas area, be on the alert because... With the Dallas Zoo, there's a very serious situation. It is a... You're taking too long. This is just teasing. We're teasing these. The other one, Missouri legislature. The Missouri legislature is is banning women from wearing stuff that shows their exposes their arms yes no right to bear arms i guess you can say for- and also if they wear a dress they have to wear something over their dress because dresses are too i don't know i don't know scandalous I, scandalous they're gonna make I, i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> this is the song really Oh, it's a Friday song. It's a good Friday feeling song. Maybe out of season. This feels out of season. Well, shout out to Fanatis. They, my wife is taking a break from dairy, and she had a delicious dairy-free chocolate bar from Fanatis. Do you think Lori's ad that we just heard was directly because your wife was in there eating? I, I, it might have been. It might have been a subliminal message do, for me to go there after this show. Do breastfeeding women, I don't know if your wife is, I don't know. This is a very she is, weird, yep. Is she still, yep. it, is it a thing to not drink or eat dairy and then therefore that bolsters? You know, I don't know. Being a guy, I, I don't know. <laughs> just let Brianna do what she wants to do. Uh, yeah, her doctor recommended it. I don't know if it's like a common thing, but it was just her. Are they maybe not related? I, the breastfeeding and the drinking, eating dairy? I, they are related oh, they are. in her case, yeah. Okay, so there it is. So that's all we need to know. If I talk any further about this, I'm just going to reveal what a guy I am. Well, if you talk any further <laughs> about this, you'll just be like considered uh, anything else that I bring up on the show when it comes to politics. And I just kind of, I heard this thing. I saw this meme online. Can we? Because I did. I did see this meme online. And I wonder if it's true. So the U.S. House of Representatives, while Kevin McCarthy wasn't speaker, we went through that whole debacle. They call it a debacle. I don't even know if it was a debacle. If you want to just take a long time to vote for your House speaker and negotiate with uh, like six Republicans on that. And the repercussions on that are, are like the, maybe kind of devastating. I don't know if we want to talk about that. But I did see this this tweet. I think C-SPAN should keep control of the camera on the House floor. It makes our democracy more accessible, understandable, and exciting. Let the people see democracy in action. So we saw a lot of, um, I just go to Katie Porter reading a I don't give an F book while the, the vote, while we vote literally in person 400 plus times on who to be. I vote for this person. Next, you, you know, 
And and so she's reading a book that's titled I Don't Give an F. And she said she read like four or five books. Katie Porter is one of the U.S. House members running for Senate. Um, but is there an a, once the House Speaker enacts the rules of the House, then we kick the cameras out? Is that how that works? Exactly, Rick. So C-SPAN has been broadcasting what happens in the House of Representatives and the Senate for a very long time. Now, the government controls the cameras for the most part. There's only two shots that they show in the House of Representatives, a close-up on who is talking and kind of a wide shot. Yeah. And what was so different about this situation with the speaker vote was that there were no rules, as was frequently said. So What's what's so different is we got close-up shots and therefore a whole Twitter page of bad lip reading (laughs) <laughs> right? Did we get? Did it's is the what we got from this fifteen fifteen cast vote to elect a House Speaker was I don't know how many days was it four days yeah four days of up close Congress people talking to each other and therefore we got a whole Twitter page a whole week's worth of bad lip reading on Twitter amazing stuff lots of comedy and lots of interesting shots of the House of Representatives that we don't see we saw deals literally being cut right before our eyes we saw a guy get grabbed by the face because he wanted to go after Matt Gates and Rick. That scene, Mike Rogers of Alabama, I believe, he's a chair of a committee, a very powerful member of Congress. So he was furious at Matt Gates, a firebrand congressman from Florida, who was really holding things up. Mike Rogers just wants to get on with the show because he's a very influential, powerful member of Congress. He has a lot of control over military spending. We know how military spending has gone up and up and up. So to be a member who has a lot of say over military spending is definitely a role that you would want to be in as a member of Congress. Now, with the normal government-operated cameras, we would have never seen this almost physical confrontation between Congressman Rogers and Congressman Gates. But because C-SPAN had control over the cameras for at least the few days before a speaker was elected— Because there we, were no rules. There were no rules. Which was frequently said. And now have they enacted rules that say, see you later, C-SPAN? There are rules now, and so C-SPAN no longer controls the cameras. It is up to the government to have the shots that they are showing from the floor of the House of Representatives. Okay, so, I mean, Republicans talk about transparency. They want to be very transparent. Could we not just change the rules? Absolutely. Could Derek Van Orden provide legislation for that? Absolutely. Because that would be cool. Yeah, there's nothing that says that it has to be this way. It's just a tradition to basically show a very controlled version of what happens in the House of Representatives. But there's nothing that says you can't change the rules and have a more transparent view of what happens. We don't need the Instagram feed of the U.S. House of Representatives. We want the real feed. We want the real story because the Instagram feed is what I say. What I mean by that is. Um, you know, like a Instagram model shows them uh, in Barbados, uh, you know, on the beach, you know, downhill skiing. Everything's glorious. They never show that, you know, their life in, you know, their home life is actually chaotic. They never show Congressman Rogers wanting to sock Congressman Gates right in the jaw. <laughs> also, why is Matt Gates a congressman? Doesn't he have like a a, a sexual misconduct scandal with a minor? Like, yeah. What are we doing? There? Matt Gates has a lot of questionable ethical issues. He is well known because he is a firebrand. He speaks his mind. He doesn't. He is not afraid to go against the party leadership. 
He says a lot of provocative things, and that has made him a regular on Fox News. It's made him a regular in the podcast circuit. So, and therefore, we can't kick him out of Congress because he's got a scandal with an uh, uh, paying for sex with a minor. Rick, it's this, allegedly it's this fascinating new era of Congress where you can become a big celebrity by going on cable news, by having a podcast, by going on talk radio. And that gives you power just by getting lots of attention online, on social media, and on cable news. You don't have to be a powerful committee chairman anymore to be an influential member of Congress. You just have to get regular bookings on Sean Hannity or on Rachel Maddow or on, you know, you have to have a lot of followers on social media to be a powerful member of Congress nowadays. Big poofy hair. I mean, Matt Gaetz. And to just have an interesting hairdo. He's got some good hair. Um, (laughs) I wonder, I have a text here from an unknown who this is, but it would be funny if they're listening because they said, oh, 5 p.m., Hannity's over. Time to change the station off with him. (laughs) Well, thanks. We didn't want you listening anyway, I guess. Um, Let's see here. Another text. So for clarity, historically, over the past 10 years, the only two shots on the floor of Congress is a wide angle, and whoever is talking, the rules have not changed. Correct. Right. But I would say, like we got a we got a glimpse at the rules changing because we in a hundred years have never had no House Speaker right off the bat. Exactly. Right? So we've never seen this four day window of Congress debating on in Congress, like the U.S. House. In, we've never seen that before because they've always picked a House Speaker on the first vote and set the rules to get the cameras out. The shots shown by C-SPAN have been carefully curated by the leadership in the House of Representatives to show what they want to show. This has happened under every leadership regime yes. in the history of C-SPAN. And so, Bill, who texts in, said, yes, that's that's the status quo. And absolutely. I'm saying, as a person that's just learned a thing, just learned this, and has seen the results of what the not status quo has been, said, hey, Republicans in control of the House— Let's change it. Like, I've never thought about this before in my life. So I can have an opinion on it and and not be – it's not partisan. It's whoever's in control. I, if it would have been two years ago and I would have known about this with the Democrats, but they picked a House speaker on day one, vote one, and therefore I didn't see any of this chaotic, interesting stuff on camera. It was captivating to watch, especially – Kevin McCarthy going up to confront Matt Gates for holding up the speaker election. Perhaps not coincidentally, Matt Gates, the Republican from Florida, has said that he would love to see more camera angles on the House floor. He would love to see more transparency. I think he kind of likes attention. But that's a good thing potentially for transparency. I think it would increase the interest that the public has in the House of Representatives. I mean, there was genuine buzz about what was happening in Congress that you have never seen really for a long time, or at least not that I can remember. So I think that it was enormously beneficial for there to be this type of new view that people had of the House of Representatives. And right before before we go to break, you said Derek Von Orden put up for legislation a vote on uh, yeah, real quick, preve- real quick, just preventing members of Congress from becoming lobbyists. Lobbyists, okay. I love that bill. Also, as you said there were two. Was the other one term limits? Yeah, he had a constitutional amendment for a balanced budget, constitutional amendment for term limits. Term limits, okay. So I agree with those. If you all say I'm, I'm a Democratic hack, there you go. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. There's no bass to this song. Is it my headphones? It might be. It's it's like I'm playing it on a well, <laughs> crappy headphones. Apparently. 608 
785-7914 is the talking text line. Tragoski's favorite Prince song or favorite song? It is my favorite, favorite Prince song. Rasp- raspberry is a weird word. There's a P in there. Raspberry. Raspberry. It's like Wednesday. Wednesday. This is worse. This is the worst. The English language, I tell you. I don't know any other languages, but I'm guessing that they're not as dumb. <laughs> Although Spanish is is like gender. Like we haven't gone after the woke crowd hasn't gone after the Spanish language for L and La, right? Like, <laughs> oh, this word is male and that one's female. Um 608-785-7914. UW Lacrosse, political science professor, Dr. Anthony Tragoski. Before we went to break, or no, after we went to break, I said, can we just move on from the U.S. House talk, right? Like, first of all, uh, uh, we won't. One thing, libertarian guy is mad that we're going after Matt Gates because he has sexual misconduct with a minor, allegedly scandal in his past. Uh, Al Franken has a picture where he's going, like his arms out at, at a military member on a plane who is sleeping as if he's going to grab her, right? And he resigned from the Senate. He didn't grab her, I don't think. And that's and 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 he resigned. So Matt Gates has this alleged and also libertarian guy who's defending Matt Gates is mad that I didn't say that this is alleged and I did say allegedly. So um, also along the lines of people stepping down, real quick, George Santos. The yes. New York congressman. We talk about him way too much for being just a random congressman. It'd be more fun if he was from Wisconsin. But he is, he's lied about being a volleyball star, yes. a college volleyball yes, star. Yes, Rick. I, we love George Santos on this show because he has lied about basically all aspects of his biography. He's a newly elected congressman from New York. He has lied about the two colleges that he said he attended. He's lied about his mother dying two different times. He lied, he lied about his grandparents surviving the Holocaust or dying. Something about the Holocaust he lied about. Uh, and he, he's he, lied about being Jewish. He, he said he's not Jewish. He's Jew-ish. He's kind of Jewy. He did, I don't know. I don't he, know how you say it. He that. also lied about working for Citibank and Goldman Sachs. Okay. Uh, now we have some updates. He has lied about being a volleyball star, according to a county GOP chair. So Nassau County Republican Chairman Joseph Cairo said that George Santos' campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. Among those lies, Cairo said, was Santos bragging about his athletic prowess. Representative George Santos faces calls to resign from fellow New York Republicans. He told me that, I remember specifically, I'm into sports a little bit, that he was a star on the Baruch volleyball team and that they won the league championship. Well, what's wrong with that? He lied about what? He did not attend Baruch College. Oh, maybe we have to take a championship <laughs> away from Baruch. Was Santos maybe pretending? We had this happen in Viterbo here in, in town. They had to got, get rid of all their wins because they had an ineligible player on their team. Now and they, they had like nineteen. They were like twenty six and one or something. So. There, there could be an NCAA issue here. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Rick, I know you're an avid volleyball so player. The, the question is: Did Baruch College lie and have George Santos, or did George Santos lie? I don't know. The tail, the the scale is pretty even at this point on who lied. I just like that you would lie about being a great volleyball player. I mean, are you? I mean, now's your chance, Rick. You're an avid. You're an avid volleyball player. Are, are you a great volleyball player? No. Oh, Not well, at all. You're more honest than George Santos. Yeah, <laughs> also, did play college volleyball. I, I will say, I think I would have been a pretty good volleyball player if volleyball at my time of athletic prowess. I was a pretty decent athlete. Uh, if volleyball wouldn't have been "quote unquote" a girl's sport, and I would have played it because it is not a girl's sport; it's incredible sport for anybody. 
um, especially as you get to your 40s and then you're like, ah, the basketball is really slowing down. The volleyball, you could still be pretty, but I drink too much sugary drinks and lose <laughs> my hair and get too fat. And then, then my, my athletic prowess, you know, plummets and volleyball I'm not as good at. Now, now what I was thinking about was if you're going to lie about being great at a sport, would you choose volleyball or would you choose a different sport? Because volleyball would not be the sport that I would lie about. Nobody would like go back and check. I think that's the That's thing. a really good point. Like, would someone be suspicious if you said you were great at volleyball? I mean, maybe if you said you were a great football player, but you're kind of small and scrawny, then people would. You guys the same age? You and Santos, 34? You're 30. I'm 33. So, 33. yeah, we're just about the same age. I mean, no one would look at me and think I was a great football player. The the, the notion that volleyball is a women's sport is gone. I don't know about, about like 12 years ago when Santos would have been at Baruch College, even though he wasn't at the college he said he was at. Um, but also, if he said he was a basketball star, people would just be like, no, I'm going to go look that up. Baseball, basketball, football, you can't do it. We're just going to go look it up. True. So it has to be a bit of an obscure sport that yeah. you fib about. Yeah. And uh, the only thing he could do if it was football and he was an offensive lineman, because he, I don't think he would have been very big in college. I think he's probably put on weight because if you see him now, he's kind of, um, he's not the skinniest guy. But in college, he probably would have been skinnier. He wouldn't have been a football offensive lineman because you. you but he didn't go to the college. He so didn't even go thing. there. Yeah. So well, I don't know what we're doing. But also, it brings me back to Matt Gates, Al Franken. These people should resign when they have these scandals, whether they're innocent or not. I don't know. Like the, the Matt Gates, the guy also involved in the Matt Gates uh, underage minor paying for sex scandal. Um, you know, there. I think there was some punishment with that guy. But but Al Franken resigned. Does George Santos need to? Re- he's not going to resign. He's already said that. So, do should Republicans do the right thing here? Well, is the right thing to to kick him out? They could expel him, but with their narrow majority, they might lose that seat because it is a very competitive seat that he won. Even if they lose, what's the repercussions if they lose? They still have the majority. They would, but their majority would be one seat smaller, and that matters given how narrow their majority is why why does it matter because that is one fewer seat that the republicans can lose and still have a majority vote next election or this vote or even during the current congress but they have the majority so who cares they do but essentially right now kevin mccarthy can only lose four of his members and still pass a law because santos is one of his members exactly okay now if santos were to lose then you could only have three members buck the party line and we still pass a lot. If Santos was kicked out, the, 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 the district that he's in would flip to Democrats likely because it's Potentially, a, yeah. it's a, it's a, a up-in-the-air district. And also, but what I'm saying is if Republicans, quote-unquote, did the right thing, I don't know if it's the right thing or not, it sounds like it, to me it is, hey, oh, you, you gained some clout here. And now a different Republican runs, and he can just run on. He's going. He's the anti-Santos Republican, and whatever. Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a window there, and then you're you gain some clout nationally, like doing the right thing. Like can you? Can, Matt Gates is going to run around on every every cable news station and and do his thing <laughs> with this huge scandal behind him, allegedly. Uh, but George Santos. I mean, this is pretty cut and dry. The dude should be gone. I would add, Rick, it's not even entirely clear to me that his name is actually George Santos because at times he has gone by the name Anthony DeValder. Oh, William Garcia and I just talked about this the other day, and he called him Sanchez. And I go, dude, his name's Santos. And he goes, my bad. And I go, 
probably his name Sanchez. <laughs> Might be Sanchez. And now you're saying the dude had a different name. All yes. Right. We're going to reset. We did too much on the house again. We got to talk. What are we going to talk about when we come back? What do you think? Uh, we could talk about the leopard. We could talk about the new five guys and five below. Which five store new, are you most excited about? New lacrosse businesses when we come back. <laughs> So what's funny about this song, I love this song, by the way. This is like one of Hayes' in Lacrosse Talk in the Morning's openers. Like, I think he has a couple of different ones. And this one, there's a parody of this song with its, it's like the Mike Hayes version, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and I'm so jealous, because I'm like, who did that? Like, do do a, who is it? T- Taylor Swift version of Shake It Off for, for Lacrosse yeah. Talk? Yeah. I want to do that. Um, I don't know if, I don't know how... I don't know, Joe. Are you good at that stuff? Can you make me a, a parody version of an opening for Lacrosse Talk, Joe? Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be very good. You probably don't want to use it, but I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like it's so. Yeah, it'll be funny. Um, all right, Joe. You wanted to. You got a question for Chagoski? Well, I was just saying. You know, we were talking about doing the right thing, and now with this George Santos. You know, maybe they should start doing the right thing up there. But the question is, is if we're going to kick Santos out for that. What about that video of Biden talking about how he's got all these degrees and he was top of his class and all that? It's like, we got to get rid of all the lion suckers up there, you know? All right, I don't know the Biden. What did what did Biden do? Yeah, you know, well, Bi- he's got a video out there where he was he's arguing at a, some campaign event early in his years, and he was saying that uh, he's got three degrees, he graduated top of his class, and turns out it was all lies. You know? <laughs> but but Biden's well, senile and he doesn't know what he's talking about, right? Well, now he doesn't, but you can't pick any, any when did one he of do those that? guys when he was, up there. They're not credible for anything. Did he do that when he's running for president or do that? Because he's been in government for a while, so he could have did that at any point. He did that as a president. Yeah, it's, it's an older video. It's when, you know, in his younger years. But he's right there just blatantly saying he's got all these degrees and everything. And here it was a load of crap. Yeah. So I, they all stick up for each other. They're all liars. That's their job. Yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> now, Joe, Joe points out that in the 1988 presidential campaign, that's how long Joe Biden's been around. He mm-hmm. ran for president in 1988. He ran into significant problems for exactly what Joe is saying when he talked about his particular academic record, when he talked about like the scholarships that he had and the schools he attended. When, when he ran for president, though, was he a senator? He was. He's okay. been a senator since the 19, early 1970s. So for my entire life, Joe Biden has been in government. Exactly. Um, and and he this was a major issue during the 1988 campaign. Joe Biden was criticized for not being exactly straightforward about his particular academic record. And so that ended up being a, a significant factor in his lack of success so, in that campaign. So here's the thing. The, the guy texted in earlier today said, uh, you know, I, ex- I would like to see the Republican led House allow the cameras to be mm-hmm. open. And the precedent is not that. But for me, now learning about the thing, oh, they, they don't let the cameras everywhere. I Hey, Republicans are in charge. This is the thing I learned about. Now, 1988, I wasn't doing this. I was 10. <laughs> so I can't call on Joe Biden's resignation in 1988. And I don't think you can call on Joe Biden's resignation now for something he did in 1988 because we, you know, like we, enough time has passed here. 
Uh, it wasn't part of the 2020 election campaign. Hey, Joe, in 1988, you lied about your degree. Well, and that's the first of three times that Joe Biden has run for president because he ran right. in 2008. Yeah. Oh, he didn't win the president, right? Yeah. Like he didn't, he, maybe he should have resigned from being a senator for lying like that, but he didn't win the presidential election. So there's that. Um, all right. So we got to move on. We're talking national politics. Let's just lacrosse stuff going on. There's a five... Guys, five, five guys, guys burger joint. Yes, opening by the chick chicken joint. Yes, um, and there's also what's called a five below. You have to tell me what a five below. Is. Five below. It's like a dollar store, but five dollars and less. And I am a huge fan of five below because you go in there and you walk out with a lot of crap that you didn't want or need, but you just go in there and see what kind of stuff you can come across for five dollars or less. So it's a dollar general, only they, they're not hiding the fact that not everything's a dollar. Yeah, and it's actually kind of like cool stuff. So it's like the hip millennial kind oh. of version of the dollar Wait, store. Wait, is it the woke version of, it's of the, woke the dollar, dollar store? <laughs> so the I five, like that. The yeah. five below. I mean, woke below, we should call it something. Yeah, but it's a gimmick. And like, eh, everything is. Now, it, did you say literally everything is $5 or less? $5 or less. Okay, because dollar general, everything is not a dollar right. or less. And even the dollar store is like a dollar twenty-five store. Maybe it's going into. Uh, yeah, they're like redeveloping the Shopco in Onalaska that is kind of across from Valley View Mall and the new High V. And I am stoked for that five below. And I am going to spend way too much money there, just as I will spend way too much money at Five Guys. My favorite thing about Five Guys, Rick, is how they just dump the fries in the bag. Like they don't even try to put it in a container, they just take the fries and pour it all over your bag and make it greasy and disgusting and delicious. Yeah. I say all the time, if I end up at the bottom of my fast food joint bag and there's no just extra fries, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. A little sad. And I'm a little, I'm a little mad at whoever the, the business itself I'm like, oh, Culver's, you didn't throw it extra. Like, you didn't accidentally spill some of our, because Culver's usually is pretty careful about putting them in because the fries are a little bigger. Uh, but I'm always disappointed if there's not just even one crusty, like, all crust fry at the bottom. I'm like, yes, there's you, one. You think fry. that was part of the market research that Five Guys did where they discovered Absolutely. that people love to find fries at the bottom of their bag and they just said let's put all of the fries at the bottom of people's bag for them to discover well and then they save money because they don't have to buy a little package for the fries right you're saying they don't even put they do have a package but it is haphazard at best their effort to put the fries in the package the package ironically should be as big as like the mini cigarette shirt (laughs) the pocket you know the the pocket tee with the tiny pocket that's how big so it would fit two fries and then you just pour a hundred fries into the rest. We're taking, we're getting, oh, no, he hung up. Um, sorry, color. Um, all right. So five guys or five below, which store? Also, the other shop co right up the north side. I can't think of what the strip mall is, right? Uh, straight up on George Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just north of Copeland Park, whatever, whatever that area is called. There's a, that strip mall is called something. That shop co is also being developed. There's going to be a Starbucks there, I believe. Yes. So we're going to have a Starbucks. Within like a mile radius, because if you go, I don't know if the mall is about a mile away from that. Maybe it's maybe it's two miles, but within like a two mile radius, is there a Starbucks in Alaska? Gosh, if you go is north, there? If you keep going north of that shop, go because there are three Starbucks. It went by that Five Guys we were just talking about, by that chicken joint, 
buy Dick's Sporting Goods. In Hy-Vee. In the new Hy-Vees or Starbucks. In Target. In Target. And then just on its own by, the, by Best Buy. There's yes. A, that the, the, the drive-thru is always 75 cars long. And yes. I, I'm always like, why are you waiting in the drive-thru? There's two other Starbucks to go to. <laughs> You just have to get out of your car. So, um, yeah, so we're getting another Starbucks. I, f- I feel, and then there's a Caribou Coffee going where that Five Guys is right next to that. Yeah, it's already open. Um, we have uh, too many Starbucks in town because there's a new one on the south, relatively new one on the south side. Yes. And uh, this one in the new Shopco, that's five Starbucks I'm counting within the city of Lacrosse. That's too many Starbucks. Lacrosse La is going to lead the nation in just how caffeinated and jittery we are per per capita Starbucks. Like Lacrosse has to be got to be up there. That? Can we do that? I guess like one. No, they're all Lacrosse. No, because I, I'm trying I, to think one would be on Alaska, but they are all Lacrosse. I will say this, Rick. Though, if you go to like a major city like New York or Chicago, there will be Starbucks across from one another on the same street. Yeah, they'll be much like how there are quick trips across from one another here in Lacrosse. Yeah, even Quick Trip makes fun of themselves. Starbucks though doesn't make fun of itself for true, that. True, true. Uh, like if you go to the Mall of America, is there a Starbucks on like literally above you know on different floors? Like I don't, I can't go to the second floor for your Starbucks, but I'm on the third floor and there's one here. There've got to be at least four Starbucks in the Mall of America and at least four Caribou's. All right, we've got we've got two minutes. Is there is there like like what other stories we didn't do any wisconsin talk we're talking about legalizing marijuana in the state but we're at an impasse here between the governor and the in the republican legislature yeah real quick rick it looks like minnesota is definitely on its way to legalizing marijuana for recreational consumption that should happen pretty soon now that the democrats have total control over the state legislature they're on path to pass that Interesting implications for us here in La Crosse because we can drive not a long distance now yeah. to get our whatever products we might want. Well, yeah, pretty soon the Minnesota legislature. I had a friend mad because the Minnesota legislature is really pounding the fact that they're going to pass legalized marijuana recreationally when they're sitting on a $17.6 billion budget. And maybe that should be the talking point in the first order of business. But again, can you chew gum and walk at the same time? Aren't they also doing that? I they, I think they are, Rick. And I think they, they are a little up in the air about what they're going to do. It looks like they're going to put an 8% tax on marijuana in addition to their normal sales tax. Here in Wisconsin, Which it Which will does... increase the budget surplus by a trillion dollars. <laughs> like almost a trillion. We're at 17.6. <laughs> Uh, Wisconsin to doing this fight. They're Some doing a conversion talk. conversion therapy fight. They've passed legislation to, b- yep. to ban conversion therapy. What about your six point six billion dollar conversion therapy bans? Do nothing for the budget surplus. Republican legislature going to be a big fight. There was a proposal today by Devin Lemahue, the Senate Majority Leader in Wisconsin, to go to a flat tax where everyone would pay three point two five percent. That would be about five billion dollars per year of reductions in right. tax revenue. So the idea being that, well, we got a $7 billion surplus. Maybe that's a bit of a down payment, so to speak, on a flat tax. But what I'm suspecting, Rick, is that this is not a serious proposal. Otherwise, you wouldn't put it out on a Friday where people maybe aren't paying so much attention. I think this is the opening bid in a broader debate about the type of tax cuts that could be part of a general agreement between the legislature and the governor when it comes to this next budget cycle, that'll be coming in the upcoming months. Yeah, the idea of a flat tax, everybody, is just the, uh, the ability to tax rich people less. And 
the rest of us kind of keep the same tax bracket. It's garbage. And you, what you need to pay for that is a whole bunch of money in a budget surplus because it's going to kill your, kill your funding in, in the state. Yep. All right. That's UW Lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Trigoski. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Rick.